how we met. Bazario Mwanza. Sife Mwanza. We met in Dola. Yeah, at the studio. He came over to record some songs and yeah, that's how we met. How we met. Hi, this is John Mumba. Well, we met at church 2013. It's an interesting, it's an story. interesting story. How we met on Lifestyle. My name's a pastor, Imano Mambo. I'm the resident pastor for Mpika Bread of Life Church. I've been pastoring that church, and this is my fifth year now. My name's Deborah Makwele Mambo. I'm married to Pastor Emmanuel Mambo and pastor's wife for Mpika Bread of Life Church. I'm also a singer. Um, there's a lady behind the song Mwanjimia, the, the album Mwanjimia. Yeah, so we met in school at Scripture Union. I was at Monali Boys. She was at Monali Girls. And uh, that time the two schools were separated, the girls on their side and the boys on their side. But every time we'd have our Scripture Union, we'd have uh, joint meetings. And it's from there that I saw this young lady that could sing. And uh, for once I felt God had come to sing for us himself. And then uh, in trying to look properly, I noticed it was... Uh, actually a human being singing but then by by that time it was those days when you've just become you you you're born again and it feels like it's a scene just to talk to a lady and uh, to express your likings to her so in school uh there was nothing like for love i think everything was spiritual <laughs> yeah <laughs> we just we're just friends we used to argue fight you know just like you know, any other friend yeah well i saw this uh, ambitious young man um, passionate about the you know the ministry the work of god i had he was so much zealous for the lord and that's all that's that's what overwhelmed me about him you know he was so passionate about the word of god while in school i would visit her place and uh, would just relate to her like one of the sisters in the lord but then after completing our schools and we each one of us went their way. I started work and I was working for Shimizu as uh, the PR there. And one day I met with her in town first and uh, I remember looking at her like they always say the first look is innocent but the second one is never innocent. <laughs> so I remember giving her the two the two looks and uh, it's from there that I felt well maybe I needed to take a step or something like that. And so that time uh, I tried to check if I had a number and then I noticed that I still had a number. And so by God's grace I met with her now at a feeding station. I was at work. She was also coming from work. She was with her driver and they were trying to refuel. And I was at the same feeding station trying to refuel. So that time I went back to her and uh, asked for the number which I already had. And it started from there. <laughs> and that was over 10 years later. Yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> Well, at that point, I wasn't too sure what he wanted. Of course, it was nice seeing him after a very long time. So I looked at it as a reunion after so many years. And I didn't know that it was going to be anything after that. So it was just a reunion, a friend, you know, meeting a friend after so many years. Well, apparently, the time that I met her again, I was uh, actually at church, Bread of Life. Uh, Bishop had told me that he wanted me to plant a church in uh, Dar es Salaam, Tanzania. And so I was only left with a month before going. And that's the time that we now started chatting 
and would text chat, would call each other, and uh, I couldn't really get to the point. After I traveled and went to Tanzania, that's when now I opened up to her while I was in Tanzania, and then I told her what I was thinking. And I remember her refusing. She refused. She said uh, she was not ready, blah, 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 all those things that ladies bring up and all. <laughs> but then also I sat and I was thinking, okay, so she has refused, so what do I do? So I thought of something that worked for me. I thought of <laughs> telling her to say, hey, you are telling me you're not ready and you are thinking about these things, but one thing you need to know is that I'm ready and uh, I'm not going to sit here waiting for somebody to dream or wake up on the side when they're going to be ready. So uh, while you're thinking and trying to get ready, you should know that I'm, I'm ready and uh, I may consider to think of uh, maybe another person or so. And so I guess uh, from there, we stayed for about two days without talking. On the third day, she texted me and greeted me. And I knew that, okay, probably <laughs> she was getting ready. <laughs> Actually, the time we met, I was still in a relationship. And then the time we started chatting, I had just broken up. So it was too soon for me to start thinking about relationships because I was frustrated from the previous relationship. The guy I was dating cheated on me. And so I just said, ah, I think I need to take a break from this whole thing. So the time he came in, I was so not ready to get into those issues again. So I wanted to just give it a break. But then eventually I realized that it's not about how much time you wait. It's about knowing that this is the right person that you're dealing with. So I felt something inside of me saying this is the right person I should be with. So I, why should I wait anyway? So I had to give in. <laughs> well, acceptance. I had stayed for about uh, two years from the time I was, uh, from the last time I was seeing somebody. And the lady that I was seeing, I apparently, she was known to my family and I'd introduced her to the family and all. And so I had some, some family members who felt uh, the relationship, I was, I was actually the one who called off the relationship, but then I had some family members who felt uh, maybe I was irrational in calling off the relationship and all. So I gave it time for about two years before I got into another relationship. So by the time she was coming, I had done some good homework for her to be accepted. And so generally, I would say she was accepted from my family. I think for my family, it was the same thing as well. They, no one had a problem with uh, with him, you know, coming into my life because they had they saw what was happening. Of, of course, when I was breaking up with my previous boyfriend, it was like, this was too much now. You, you're getting old and you keep breaking up with guys because I also was the one that broke up with my uh, ex. But then I felt it was a good reason for me to break up. So I broke up and then when he came into my life, of course, because everybody, you know, trusted me because I was well-behaved and this, I was just this good girl. So it just made sense that, I, you know, I met a pastor this time, somebody who loves the Lord and, and everyone was hopeful. Quite difficult because every day you pick this design, the next day you think it's not good enough, the next day you pick another one. And, and then ways off, I, I got my dress on, my dresses online. So it was, you know, you, you don't, you're not too sure what you're going to receive after you've, you know, made that order. So I made the orders, sent the money, but I wasn't too sure whether what I was going to receive is what I, you know, I really wanted. Yeah, so that was, it was just that, you know, anxiety and you couldn't wait to see it and just be in it. That's 
like a moment which you've always been uh, imagining and thinking of and uh, to get to that moment of course you have uh, crossed a lot a lot of bridges and uh, you have dealt with a lot of pressures to organize that event it's not one of those easy things and so that moment is like okay we have now done it so i was overwhelmed with uh, joy just to note that uh, now this is the moment and uh, it's happening the place is packed parents friends and all that it's um, a breathtaking moment I actually wanted to sing at the, the, the blessing at church, but then Happy says no. And I think it would be nice for you to sing at the reception. So okay, so okay, this is the same song I wanted to sing. So they played the same song I wanted to sing, which was uh, the one he kept for me. Yeah, so I walked in with the song. It says the one he kept for me until it was time. And I walked down the aisle, and then at the reception I had to sing it. So I had to sing that one and two other two other songs. So I sang three songs at the reception. I needed to. I had dreamt about it for so many years. <laughs> so we'll be going into the fifth year. In yeah. December. So in December, like they say, men always forget <laughs> because we, we we don't we don't count years. We count uh, for better for us. <laughs> <laughs> so we have one daughter by the yeah. name of Chisobo. She's three years old. Love sometimes is not enough to keep you together. Because there are just certain days that you wake up and you feel uh, she would say the same. She's woken <laughs> up on those sides. Yeah, but then at that particular time, what keeps you is uh, the commitment uh, that you have uh, for each other. But much more what brings in the fire and what keeps it burning is uh, the friendship. I think I enjoyed uh, my relationship as her being my girlfriend. So I try by all means not to be more of the husband, but more of the friend. And I think that has kept us going. I, I text chat with her a lot. I, I, I joke with her. I laugh with her. And she does the same. Um, I think uh, even when I was, we, were, we were driving down here at the studio, I think we talked about three or so times. She tells me, you're always late and blah, blah, blah. So we talk. We, yeah. So <laughs> I think that has kept us. <laughs> yeah. Communication has been the biggest thing. We've, you know, even when we are not happy with each other, we always talk about issues and iron them out. So it's about the communication and the friendship that we've kept alive. For me, I think I love talking. There's never been a time when I'm upset and I don't want to talk. <laughs> Every time I'm upset, I'm hurt about something, I want to talk. On the other side, yeah, for him it's a bit different. There are times when he wants to be quiet. It's been an interesting journey with uh, the complexity of uh, two people who are just too different, coming out from different uh, places and all. So personally, if it had to be my way, I'm the kind who, when there's a problem, I need time to myself to think through whatever it is that is going on. Then at the end of the day, when I've concluded myself, what I think should is the problem. That's when I want to talk over a thing. But differently with my friends, it's like she thinks while she's talking. So she wants you to talk. And uh, while she's talking and she misuses certain words and she says, no, I didn't mean this. And that's when she, yeah, and in return you're thinking. And uh, for me, I'm actually now getting more upset. But then I had to, uh, I think the first one year of our marriage, I had to do much of uh, they've been upset and you want to see almost a day going without uh, addressing the issue and you're just quiet and all. But I found out that that wasn't working out for us because it was not about me. It was about us. And so now well, what's working for us and uh, probably maybe may also work for others is um, I don't do things for me. I do things for her. So she is uh, the let's talk kind of. 
So I've given in to the let's talk kind of. And so we sit and we talk. Two things I don't like and two things I don't enjoy. One is the statement, I want us to talk. <laughs> My feet will just get cold on that one. Then uh, the second one is um, an eyeball pressing on you at zero one. Tan, tan. Then just when I feel that, then I know, okay, it's the let's talk moment. And so, <laughs> yeah, but then uh, I would wake up and I would do the talking. So I think what has helped us in conflict uh, resolutions is just to, to first... To face it head on. And we've been talking about it. But God much more. God much more. There are certain problems that you get to have or a certain level of anger that you get to where you feel no amount of an apology or sorry will actually uh, bring it down. So in such moments, I think I've found a lot of peace in uh, keeping quiet in prayer and uh, coming out of there and then you get to talk to her. It's a whole lot of a different story. And so God has been faithful. He's, he's very caring, very responsible, extra generous, <laughs> hardworking. I don't know what extra generous means, right? Yeah. <laughs> or super generous. <laughs> he gives me money, so. <laughs> yeah, she keeps telling me I give anyhow, so I know the, the extra generous. <laughs> yeah, and the support that he gives is very supportive to my ministry, everything about my school, you know, the time we got married, he's... I've advanced in my studies, in my professional studies. I've advanced in my music ministry, so he's been very supportive. What drew me to her, number one? My wife is beautiful, hey? Like, she's breathtaking. If looking at her was a job, I think I would go for that job over and over again, hey? So she's, she's beautiful like that. But much more, what will amaze you more about her is... Um, when you get close to her, you actually notice that her outward beauty, in as much as it amazed you, it was actually an understatement of what she is. Like she's inside, loaded. Like when you get to know who she is, her, her love for her God is something amazing. It's so amazing to see somebody loving her, their God, eh? And you being in their presence and you're seeing this person that is expressing their relationship to God. And um, it just brings this sense of security. Hey, um, having such a woman has taken away issues like, hey, I don't check my wife's phone. I don't care who she's talking to. I don't care uh, if, if, she picks, if she picks a call in bed and walks out of the bedroom and she goes to talk on phone. I don't need to ask myself, uh, who was she talking to? And oh, Because of her relationship with her God, who she fears. And that has just brought some certain level of security in me. And, oh, my wife is intelligent. Uh, but beyond intelligence, my wife is, is wise, got integrity. Look, I came here uh, 30 minutes late. She was here <laughs> She was here 20 minutes earlier. So that's my wife for you. So she compliments me. And uh, I think uh, most of, uh, sometimes when I'm on social media and I'm seeing people say, Pastor Emmanuel, why is this? Pastor Emmanuel, why is that? In my heart, I'm like, okay, you don't know who's behind this. <laughs> so my wife is that. She's uh, my multiplication effect. And oh, so I love what she has also turned me to be. I love um, what life has turned out to be with her. I love how she loves us as a mother. 
um, myself and but I also love how that she's a good pastor's wife. She loves the church, eh? She just makes my work easy. I love her security. I'm not one of those pastors who has issues like, uh, why were you canceling this woman? Why? Uh, no, I don't have those things. Uh, my wife is, uh, she's nice and uh, she's a go-getter. I love her ministry. Beyond uh, being my wife, I love the way she, she does her ministry. Um, I'm her fan like that. The Proverbs uh, 31 woman, the virtuous woman that scripture talks about, some very pertinent issues that uh, it uh, brings out. One of the things that it says is that Haman is respected by the city gate because of her. Much of what men become is because of the kind of a woman that you are, that you have. Like they say that um, the strength of, uh, of a group it's in its weakest link or a chain. When you marry, the two of you become one. So if you go about and develop yourself, become this degree holder, become this exposed and become this what, and your wife is locked up in irritacy, no matter how much you may think you've gotten your education, your true reflection of what you are is the level of your wife. And so I'm not graded on what I have achieved. I'm graded on what my wife is achieving. And so my true reflection is the level of my wife. And I believe I'm not an ordinary person. If I'm not an ordinary person, that must be expressed through my wife. And so a man is only respected by the city gates because of her. So if I have to be looked at to be anything in this life, my wife has to become everything. So I invest in my wife. Uh, when I married this lady, she was singing, yes, but she didn't believe she needed to be a recording artist. And that's one of the... Uh, my success projects. I had to not only talk her into it, but uh, taking an extra amount, she's realized that dream. And so today when you're talking about uh, Deborah, the celebrity, Deborah, the worshiper, that's who I am. That's my leadership. A leader is um, graded by his followers, the quality of your followers. I'm the head of this home. She's the reflection of the quality of my headship. And so I believe, men, let's deal with this issue of insecurities. It's actually not a woman succeeding and losing respect for you. In the first place, you don't have your true understanding of who you are as a man. And that's how come you're threat threatened by anything and all things like that. But if you really understand who you are in God, hey, we have tools to make these women who they ought to be. When you look at the book of Genesis, it says um, when Adam was created and then... Um, God created Eve for him. The Bible says after presenting her before him, the first thing that Adam does is he praises her and after praising her, he gives her a name. A name is an identity. When any man marries a woman, no matter what, who they are, a man must define who he marries. What that means is that we've got as men, we've got the responsibility to actually make these women who God called them to be, but will not make them who God called them to be if we don't know that God who caught them. So a man must have a relationship with God, then all insecurities will be off him and then he'll be able to take up his responsibility given to him by God by making his woman the best that one can ever be. share her with your world. I'm one who believes that uh, 
A person is never gifted for themselves. A person is gifted so that the gift can minister to others. God would not give me uh, a voice to speak to myself. God gives me a voice to speak to others. And so my wife is a gift. My wife is a blessing. And the reason why God gave me this gift is so that I can apply this gift to the world and be able to bless it. So yes, I share her with the world in that good way, not with a view that um, she doesn't give me time, not with a view of that insecurity kind of, no, 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 that I don't feel. I've always known that this woman is, um, actually what you have seen is not anything close to what she will be. Yeah, the best is yet to come. First thing for me is to understand who who I am and what my role is in in all these different you know offices or for lack of a better term as a mother, a wife, and a minister. Um, first of all, my first responsibility is to God, my relationship with God. But then, after I have worked on my relationship with God, I have to submit to this man. He's my husband, so he has to you know give me direction, like the, there are times when I need to make decisions about ministry or a lot of things, I still go back to him to consult. I don't go out for ministry without his permission. Every time I have an invitation for ministry, I have to get his consent and he gives me his blessing and I go out there. So that has not taken away my place as a wife. And also as a mother, I have to ensure that my daughter is well taken care of. I need to make sure that before I go out to minister, I must be able to make sure she's safe so and there's so many times i've gone out for ministry with her actually it's just now that she's grown that i i, I leave her sometimes with mom but most of the times when i go out for ministry i go with her if i have to travel out of town i go with her and carry someone who can help me take care of her and as a minister also i do my part when i need to be ministering i'm doing ministry and my husband will give me all the time i need he doesn't call me to say time has gone where are you what time are you coming back he's never done that every time i'm going out for ministry he'll release me until the time i'll be done and so it's been, it's not been a problem in that area, really, I have been able to balance. The first thing I've done is um, to just uh, have an order of priority. And so my order of priority starts with uh, God. And uh, God, that's uh, my relationship with my father, my relationship with uh, my creator, and all and that has nothing to do with the church it's got everything to do with my relationship with god and all so that's number one my allegiance is to that number two my allegiance is to my wife uh, which is family everything begins at home i can't preach if i'm coming from a home which is not happy i can't minister well if i'm coming from a home which is not okay i think i have demonstrated this where i don't go to preach when uh, we are not talking First John gives us a story of uh, a man who goes to give his offering to church and then says, no, you put uh, the gift on the altar and go and make peace first and that's when you come. So we need to have a strong home. So my home is priority one. And then after my home, my priority is now ministry. Now ministry there now, that's now pastoring the church. Uh, my being there for the church and all. That has been my, my order of priority. Fourthly, it will be now these other issues that have to do with me, 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 yeah. I would not neglect my home for the church, yeah. I think in my early days of marriage, I, I had my wife 
getting to a point where she, she feels I'm more for the church than I am for her, where your wife starts feeling like you're cheating on her with the church. So I had to adjust and um, bring it to a place where she feels she is because the truth of the matter is that I am, I'm not an effective minister when I don't have an effective home. I'm very effective in ministry when my home is in its place. The Mwanji Mia project was my first and only project so far. Of course, this year I have released um, some singles. Like the first one I, I released um, a week ago is um, the Victory song. And I keep, I'm, I'm working on uh, other songs that I'm doing with other artists. I'm trying to do some collaborations. And hopefully by the end of the year I should be working on my next project. But also I'm looking forward to more ministry, live ministry, in conferences, in church out there in the streets, wherever I get an opportunity, I want to minister because that's what I feel God called me to do. Um, you can find my CDs at Nikosha and Kamwala. You can find them at the Blessing Center. I do deliveries when people ask for deliveries, but in most of the Bread of Life churches, especially on the Copper Belt, they, they do have copies. <laughs> okay so on a normal day okay so we we are based in impika and uh we um as a family we um we've decided to do some investments in um in building in lusaka and so most of the times uh, rather than um, just the ministry, ministry, church, church, we are from time and again traveling into Lusaka. And so on a normal day like this one, I left home about uh, 9, 10, and then I was on site. And uh, from there, I'm here. And uh, from here, I will get back to about a few meetings. And uh, back home about 21 or after. <laughs> so that's like a normal day. <laughs> Busy. Busy like that, yeah. Sundays are like after church. Then now they just go like family, family, family and stuff like that, yeah. When you decide to get married to someone, you are doing it, you know, forever. It's like forever. That should be all. You should not go in with plan B. It must be, your, your goal must be to stay forever. So when there are situations that make maybe are making your marriage a little bit difficult and making things hard for you, the best is to both of you put in effort to work those things out. And, you know, also go, go to God in prayer. Talk to the Lord. Ask the Lord to come through. But the most important thing is to try and work it out yourselves. Because at the end of the day, it's about the two of you. And the, the responsibility is yours to work things out. And the last thing also that will keep you going is faith. You need to have faith uh, in this walk with the Lord. It's not easy to, to walk this walk without faith. Because uh, things change, things happen. But then you always have to keep the faith. When I got married to pastor, I had to leave my job. I was managing a hotel in Osaka. I had to leave my job, had to resign. But by then, he was also just a pastor. I was he, broke. He was broke. Yeah, let me say. <laughs> he was broke. That, yeah, he was broke. I had to quit my job. I had to resign to move from Osaka to Mpika. 
where our life was just going to be different from the usual. I was manager here in Lusaka. I was driving. I was comfortable. My husband was not even driving then. Mm-hmm. I got married to him. But what took me there was Talk the faith. Talk with the fiamashu. <laughs> <laughs> yes, promises. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to buy, buy you the word. I'm going to buy you. <laughs> but I'm almost there now. Yes, 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 getting there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so when I got married to him, the Bible says he that finds a wife finds it. A, a good thing and obtains favor. I feel the favor of the Lord has been upon us. He's been, God has been faithful. He's been providing. He's been taking us from one level to the other. We're even talking about investments now because of the faith that we kept in the Lord. So it's about faith at the end of the day. So if the man can't provide, provide at the moment because of maybe he's lost his job or whatever it is, as long as not a lazy man, there's hope for him. There's hope that God will come through. So keep the faith. Um, one of the things that has uh, has kept me, my father and the Lord Bishop uh, Imakando says uh, marriage is not for boys, marriage is for men. Uh, what that means is that marriage is, it's not easy and um, it's not for the fainted heart. Uh, you have certain days when you just feel like, hey, yeah, marriage is like that. But one of the stories that uh, has kept me and has blessed my heart, which I'll share with you, is uh, what I call the the fish theory. Somebody asked me that, uh, does the fish always enjoy to be in water? And I kept quiet and um, I didn't know what the answer could be. So I answered, I said, I think it does. And the person tells me, no, the fish doesn't always enjoy being in water, especially on a day when uh, there are a lot of waves and there are storms. At that particular time, a fish doesn't enjoy to be in water. I said, okay, so, so if it doesn't enjoy to be in water, then where does it go? And he says, that's where the moral of the story is. That it, even when the fish doesn't enjoy to be in water all the time, it must still be in water. So what a fish does is, on that day when it's not enjoying the weather because of the storms and the waves, a fish would go down deep and will find two rocks. And in between the two rocks, it will stick there. Because once it sticks in between the rocks, the force of the waves, because of the two stones on the other side, they will not affect it, and peace will just be around the two stones. The place may be small, but there will be peace within there. And so somebody says, that's how marriage is. You will not always enjoy it, but you need to identify your two pieces of stones that keep you on a stormy day, on a day when you're not enjoying it. And the two stones sometimes could be the fact that, look, she may not be be the best woman that I feel she is today because I'm upset with one or two things. But this woman is faithful and her faithfulness would keep me on that particular moment and day. She may not be the the woman that has made me feel so happy today. But look, this woman puts up with uh, all the troubles that my extended family brings up. I will be a totally opposite of a pastor. But she keeps up with all of them. And also, those are some of the things that uh, you remember the good days. You remember how, how, how you met her and how supportive she's been for you to be where, where you are. I think when I married this woman, and life, it sounds like a joke, but it's true. I married her with words. It's the only thing I had and um, hope. I told her, my wife, I'm going to make you this thing and we are going to become this couple. By then, I, I actually wasn't driving. Uh, I remember one day, one day I, I had an argument with her when we were still dating. And uh, she was driving. I was not driving. And so I wanted to take her out to a movie or something. Then I remember telling her that uh, 
she should park her car and then we should jump on we should jump on a bus she parked her car we jumped on a bus and while on a bus i paid the conductor at that particular time i wanted her i wanted to communicate to her that i was going to be this man that was going to be responsible to pay for the journey that we were starting and her believing in me and sitting by my side giving up certain things for me has actually now defined a new life that the both of us have and uh, we can look back today and we can say Ebenezer this far as the Lord brought us the Lord has been faithful we need to believe in each other as a couple and the first weeks when when the government uh, started announcing and giving us updates and when it got into Zambia we were allowed to have our church services and so we had put up measures where we had uh, hand uh, washing basins just on the entrance of every door we had hand sanitizers and we maintained the 1 meter apart sitting arrangement but later on the government um gave us a directive that it was not healthy even to meet anymore and so as healthy measures we have suspended uh, church services and we have encouraged our people to begin to uh do church on social media so i i i preach every sunday uh live streaming and uh people follow us and uh, we are doing devotions on our whatsapp groups and uh our facebook pages and uh we keep sensitizing to the people to stay safe stay at home and uh follow all the healthy rules that may have been put in place right about now online preaching which today i should be having one at 18 hours we are using um my page imano mambo and uh the church page a bread of life church international mpika and so those are the two pages where you can follow me but then also uh my wife's page which is uh deborah mambo and, and deborah mkwele mambo as my facebook account My understanding of submission is being able to humble yourself and give up your will to the person that is above you. So for me, I've taken this thing very seriously. Uh when I got married to my husband, I even before I got married to him, I had to start, you know, looking at him and as a man and as the head of my head, you know. So for me the first understanding is to know that this man is the head of me is the head of the family and me personally as the wife so everything that i am everything i'm going to be if i'm going to succeed in everything i'm going to do i must recognize this authority above me why because i have to submit to him as unto the lord when i submit to him i submit to the lord so for me it's about the relationship i have with god so this relationship that i have with god requires that i submit to this man So if I have to walk right with God I have to maintain my relationship with him in the right way so submission for me is what is key I need to keep submitting to him for me to be who I am so even for my ministry to go far I have to get his blessing if I decide to be who you know my own person I don't think I'll be what I am today and so I would like to encourage women out there that you know we need to maintain this maybe old fashioned but it is important it will never fade why why is it that way it's because it's in scripture the word of god declares requires us to submit and we have to and so submission also you know one thing i've also come to learn is that every time i'm very submissive i'm doing everything that my husband wants me to do it gets me favor from him 
I can do anything that I want. I can ask for and he gives me more money. <laughs> she loves money, eh? <laughs> Every woman loves money. <laughs> and I keep and talking about <laughs> I keep talking about the money because you know I was working for money and now I'm, I'm, I'm married to him. So I have to get the money. <laughs> so yeah, so I get favors. He does you know, he does a lot of good things for me because of my submission. But every time I I've, I've tried to come out like I'm also my own person. I've actually been on the loss. I've lost out on all the good things I could have enjoyed. So she wanted yeah, to be like, a happy woman. Like, uh, like one day, like one, <laughs> like one day, I was talking to her, and then she told me to say, "God is my provider. God will provide for me. God will." Shan, shan, shan. So I said, "Okay, we'll see your God provide." I did not give her mine. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So if you want to be this woman that will be taken well, taken care of, loved by her, because every woman wants to be loved, even those the most strong career women that we see, the women that we see on TV everywhere, we admire, they all want to be loved. So if you want to be loved the right way, the Bible says, he will, you know, his responsibility is to love me. My responsibility is to submit. So let me submit. Let, it, let you love me back the way I need to be loved. The same number I use on WhatsApp is the same number I use uh, on calls. It's uh, 0977 8346 I'm a pastor, so my number, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Facebook, um, uh, Emmanuel Mambo. Emmanuel Mambo. Um, Deborah Mambo on my uh, Facebook page, and my account is Deborah Makwele Mambo. I'm also on Instagram and most um, most of these other social oh, media platforms. Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on a number of platforms, and my number is 0977-508857. 0977-508857. That can also be used to chat with me on WhatsApp. How we met. Bazario Mwanza. Sife Mwanza. We met in Dola. Yeah, at the studio. We came over to record some songs and yeah, that's how we met. How we met. Hi, this is John Mumba. Mumba. Well, we met at church 2013. It's an interesting story. How we met on Lifestyle. Tune in to Lifestyle next week and get to hear more interesting stories on how we met. Lord, you got me saying